The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you're joined by myself, Alex Fish, by my co-host, Mike Bash, and we are continuing our division preview series. So, we have finished the whole Western Conference. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you missed a really good one. We had our boy, BJ Boyer of Basketball Society as well on the episode Talking Lakers. He's also one half of the Lakers Lair podcast. Make sure you give their podcast a follow and a subscribe. Make sure you check them out as well. But this week, we are finally moving on to the Eastern Conference, and we are starting off with the Southeast. And the Southeast was a little bit lackluster of a division. We all know that this was probably the weakest division in the entire NBA. Um, I don't even want to say probably. It definitely is the weakest division in the entire NBA. So uh, just going over the standings from last season, we had Orlando in first at 42 and 40, Charlotte in second at 39 and 43, Miami at 39 and 43 as well, then Washington at 32 and 50, and then Atlanta at 29 and 53. The only team to make it to the playoffs from that division was the Orlando Magic as a seventh seed. Mike, what did you think about this division last last year? Well, I thought the Hornets were going to win it. I also thought Frank Kaminsky was going to win, uh, you know, sixth man of the year or something, but neither of those things happened. Um <laughs> It's a weird division. Uh, if you look at the teams and go, all right, what team is the most talent? It's Washington. John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter. Actually, no, didn't they just move Otto Porter to Chicago? Uh, yeah, they just moved in uh, after the year started already. Though. Yeah, so going into last year, you, you saw Wall and Beal and Porter and Howard. And right. it's like, all right, this team's going to have a cakewalk to win the division. And, well, nothing went right. John Wall had some mysterious shower injury, which uh, I'm not even going to speculate <laughs> at what that was. Um, Dwight Howard had another mysterious injury. He uh, had a he, he had a hurt butt, and maybe oh, yeah. it was because they found out his uh, secrets, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I remember recording that episode when it happened. Um, but, you know, you have one guy get hurt in the shower, another guy have a butt injury, Um Bradley Beal was fine, and Otto Porter got traded, so that was not a great a great year for them. Uh, Orlando, with the with the land of big men, um, got an all star performance from Nikola Vucevic, so that was good. Uh, Bamba was okay as a rookie. Uh, they did trade for Markel Fultz, your boy, and uh, he he has looked promising in the preseason videos. Um, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. But otherwise, though, it's like it was like a bland division. Other than the Atlanta Hawks, who I think are building a very good young core, uh, the division doesn't really excite you. It doesn't. It put. It, I wouldn't say it puts you to sleep, but you know, it's not like watching Knicks basketball. But it's it's you know, 
it's it's professional basketball. We'll call it that. <laughs> no, I I agree. I mean, the the division in and of itself is not one that I would say is really league pass worthy. Other than maybe like the Atlanta Hawks last year, just to see how Trey Young was doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, the division as a whole was really not that fun to watch. Um, they, it has its, its players like, you know, last year it did, they did have Kemba Walker and, you know, Dwayne Wade was on his, uh, you know, going out tour, um, with Miami and then Bradley Beal is always fun to watch. Uh, and like I already said, Trey Young and the, the young core down in Atlanta. But these are guys that, like, you know, they're fun to watch when they're really, really going off. But just watching them lose all the time was never anything fun. And, I mean, the Orlando Magic as a whole, yes, you got an all-star season out of Vucevic. But the team itself is prop to me. I think Orlando is the most boring team in the NBA. Yeah, it's because they uh, all they have is big men. They don't have guards. Exactly. I mean, like, the most dynamic player they had was Alfred Payton, and then he cut his hair, and then they traded him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, can can Markel Fultz be the answer for them? I, I don't know. Um, yes. You, you hope so. Um <laughs> You know, I like Isaac, I like Bamba, I like Gordon, I like Vucevic. It's just they don't fit together. And they have your boy, Ken Birch, as I always like to bring him up. He always finds a way to come into the conversation. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, it's just a very weird team. Like, you know, I, I'm looking at their rookie class, and they've gotten no big names this year. Vic Law, he's a guy from Northwestern. He's a solid college player. I don't think he'll translate to an NBA. He got... Right. Hassani Gravit from Pensacola State. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's the first player from Pensacola State to ever make it to the NBA. Um, he was a South Carolina <laughs> transfer. And then Daquan Jeffries from Oral Roberts. Again, Pensacola State, Northwestern, and Oral Roberts aren't really basketball hotbeds in college. Right. Um, but his team, I mean, Michael Carter-Williams is another you know former Sixer bust. It's a team yep. that doesn't fit together well, but they found a way to win 42 games. So, can they repeat that? I don't see why not. Oh. I, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> since we're already talking about the Magic, we might as well continue with their preview as well, as you have been. And, yeah, like, I, I definitely think they can they can attain 42 wins again. Do I think they go to get to, like, 45 or over? I don't think so. Um and, I mean, just looking at this roster, like, yeah, there's guys that kind of interest me. Like, I do – but like you said, I also like Jonathan Isaac. Um, obviously, I still have my, you know, my big hopes in Markel Fultz, and his videos have looked better. Um, Bamba is another guy that I really like. He only played I – I went back and looked. He only played 47 games last year. Um I'm pretty sure he did get hurt. I don't remember exactly what the injury was. But, um, yeah, I mean, he only played 47 games. He only started one of those games. And in those, I mean, he only played like 14, 15 minutes a game because obviously, I mean, in Bamba's case, you're playing, you were just drafted right behind their all-star center, Vucevic. So, I mean, you're not going to get all sorts of playing time right away. 
especially when you have a guy like Jonathan Isaac who's there at power forward and Aaron Gordon. So, um, but I mean, in in that limited playing time, he still put up six points, five rebounds, one and a half blocks a game. Uh, that for like fifteen minutes a game, that's not bad at all. So, I mean, I really look. I, I'm really looking forward to see like you know more games out of Bamba, more playing time. Um, which I definitely think he'll get. Like he'll definitely be that that backup center for them. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing. I just I just looking at this team. The only thing that I really care about is seeing Bamba and Fultz get better. <laughs> like that's pretty much it. Because one guy that just kind of annoys me is Aaron Gordon. Like how how long are you going to be in the NBA and just be like very average like he's supposed to be their number one guy he has been in the league for now what last year was his fifth season so he's coming up on his sixth season now don't get me wrong he he's grown a lot as a player I mean like rookie year second year he was only averaging like five to nine points a game he got the 16 points a game seven rebounds last year and I remember in the beginning of the season, he had that crazy stretch of, like, I think it was, like, five games that he had, like, 30 or 40 points in each game. And then literally after that stretch, I didn't hear a single word about Aaron Gordon other than the fact that he got robbed in the dunk contest against Zach Levine last year two years ago. <laughs> so, like, I, I he to me, he's just frustrating, especially with how, like, you know, everyone thought he was going to be. I was never really on that bandwagon personally, but, um, yeah, I, I, he's just a frustrating kind of player to watch to me. Yeah. And then I do like Vucevic, though. I do like Vucevic. Yeah, everyone kind of thought coming out that he was going to be, uh, you know, Blake Griffin Jr. And Can he take the next step in his game? Uh, maybe he still, like you said, it's his fifth year in the league, but he's 23 years old, so we're turning 24. Right. Can he right. become a 20 and 10 guy? It's possible. He has the physical tools, tools as we've seen. What I like is he's become a better and better shooter. Um, he's now up to 35% from the three point line. He's up to 73% from the free throw line. If he can get that to 37 and maybe 77, 80, then you'll see that points go to, um, you know, from 16 to 20. But right. you know, he, he's a good playmaker. He makes you know, almost averaging four four assists a game last year. I think we're close with Andrew, uh, Andrew, Aaron Gordon. I just don't know. Like, it's like he's scratching the surface, but does he have that last bit of tool to get him to the top? Um, right. I don't know if maybe Orlando's not the right fit for him because there's so many big men, and you kind of he's. I feel like he's a better guy in space. Right. Um, but I, I do think he's close. I just I don't know if it's Orlando where you know where he will thrive or if they need to trade him for a guard or, or whatnot. Um, but I do think the talents there. I know the Nets for a couple years were were or at least a lot of last year were kind of linked to him in a trade or as a restricted free agent. Neither obviously worked out. But I, I've always liked Aaron Gordon. Um, right. I just don't know. I, I don't know if it'll work out in my in uh, Orlando, but I think it's close. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, I just think he needs to be on a team that's much better shooting. 
Exactly. And that's not where Orlando is going because they continuously draft big men. Exactly. And even their their supposed shooters like Evan Fournier, he's only shooting he shot thirty four percent from three last year. So Yeah. I mean Terrence Ross did take a step up in his three point shooting. He got to thirty eight percent. Uh but I mean, that's one guy, so it's it's you know neither here nor there but um so so give me your prediction on their uh their win total uh orlando i'm gonna go with i'm gonna give them the same roughly the same i'm gonna give them 43 wins i think they'll they'll find a way to hit a buzzer beater or something get 43 wins so I'll put them at 43 and 39. I, I still think that's good enough in the East to make the playoffs. I don't know if it'll be good enough to win the division, but I think that they're in that range. Okay. I, I have them at 41, so I have them going exactly 500. Um, their defense was their saving grace last year, and A, I don't think the defense is going to be as good, and B... I think they're going to be doing a lot of experimenting with guys like Markel Fultz. So I think it's, you know, there's going to be some games that are just a little rough because of that. So, um, yeah, I have him at 41. So, and I, I agree that I don't know if that's really good enough to win the division, but we'll, we'll get on to some of the other teams. So let's go to the second place team, the Charlotte Hornets. They were 39 and 43. I mean, we both know they lost Kemba, but. They replaced him with Scary Terry. <laughs> what do you have for him this year? Yeah, that's a downgrade for Charlotte. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> with Charlotte, um, can they put Michael Jordan on the court as like a 50-year-old? Is that possible? I mean, they need to. No, but <laughs> <laughs> they have the Martin brothers. I like that. Um, yeah, this team just really lacks a star player, a go-to guy. Uh, oh, yeah. They're looking at their salaries. Nicholas Batum making twenty five million, Rogier nineteen, Biombo seventeen, Marvin fifteen, Zeller fourteen, and Kid Gilchrist thirteen. That is not the smartest way to allocate your salary cap. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, they take a lot. They've taken a lot of Kentucky guys. I can tell you that. Monk, Kid Gilchrist, P.J. Washington. Um, it's you know, so that t- this team. This is one of those teams where they could, they could, um, you know, they could win, scratch and claw their way to 40 wins, or they could be, like, at 32. I think they're going right. to take a step back and be, like, a 30-32 to 32 win team. Maybe finish even last. It's one of the, like, it's weird. Like, you look at the names and you're like, okay, they could be, like, a playoff team maybe and win 40, 41 games, and then you're like, Who's going to lead them? They're probably going to, you know, one injury and they're going to be down in, like, the high 20s for a win total. It's really right. hard to gauge. I'm going to say with the loss of Campbell Walker, they take a step back. Uh, and I'm going to say they end up in the, like, 33-30 win range. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm right about on par with uh, with your prediction there. The, the one thing I think is crazy about Charlotte is that last, last year – out of their top six players who were paid, like you just named five of them, but obviously they didn't have Terry Rozier. Kemba was the lowest paid of those top six. Like, of all people, 
like you had but like going in order of paid uh, of uh highest paid it was batum biombo marvin williams cody zeller kid gilchrist and then kemba if i was kemba i would have wanted out of there years ago <laughs> but um yeah i mean yeah this team just there's a couple guys on here that i'm excited to see uh, like I am excited to see more of Malik Monk and Dwayne Bacon and Miles Bridges and Devonte Graham. Um, like I am excited to see those guys and the Martin brothers. So you know, um, even uh, Kobe Simmons too. There, there's uh, they have some young guys on here that I'm excited to see. But like we were just talking about a team just in the Orlando Magic who doesn't have shooting. I, I think they have even less shooting. I, I think maybe Malik Monk is probably their best shooter. Um, well, Dwayne Bacon had their best three-point percentage, but he wasn't attempting that many threes. Uh, and actually, Malik Monk was at 33%. Batum was their best at 38 And he only averaged nine points a game. So <laughs> um, it's going to be rough for them. Uh Last year they finished with thirty nine wins. I say they win twenty eight. Yeah, I, I, it seems like we're in the same boat. They didn't really do anything to get better. They took a step back, and their guys are all their all their high paid guys are too old and not good enough. Exactly, it's rebuild season. Yeah, like that. That's just tanking for uh, uh, um, what's uh, fall for ball. That's gonna be the <laughs> new uh, motto. Oh God! And then get rid of Scary Terry the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fall for ball or who's the other guy that's up there at the top? Uh, the guy who's at Georgia, I can't think of him. Andrew Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that sounds uh, right. Go backwards for Edwards. Does that work? Sure. Okay, we'll go with that. Nothing will beat <laughs> suck for luck or suck for the duck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or tanking for um. Two. So, going on to the next team, we have the Miami Heat. Obviously, Dwayne Wade retired. Um, Whiteside is out of there. Uh, But they did gain the services of none other than Jimmy Butler. Um, They also had a decent draft pick in Tyler Hero. And they still have Dion Waiters. So he's still in the league. Yeah, of course it's Dion, man. <laughs> That's Waiters Island over there. Come on now, Philly cheese. All right, all right. But anyway, what do you have going for the Heat? I right, well, this is not really a bold prediction, but I think this is going to be the team that uh, wins the division. Uh, not saying much again with the talent in this division, but when you got Udonis Haslam on your team. Who? Well, let me let me tell. Let me let's talk about Udonis Haslam for a second. The dude hasn't averaged more than two and a half. Ha, the dude hasn't averaged more than four points in a season since 2012. <laughs> Why is he still getting signed and not just retiring? Cause Udonis is Miami. He played 10 games last year. <laughs> the year before that played 14. The year before that played 16. He's played four. 40 games in three years. But the main stat is that he's a three-time NBA champion. It's like, so what? 
Robert Ori. <laughs> he's a seven-time champion. True. <sighs> and he actually hits anyway, besides that, you got Goran Dragic. You got your point guard. You know, you fun got. Fun fact, um, real quick, what? is that his his BPM last year Haslam was negative fourteen. <laughs> so not only is he killing you, uh, but he doesn't do anything for you. You got Goran exactly. Dragic. You got Jimmy Butler. You got Justice Winslow. You got. Bam out of bio, who's gonna I think gonna take another step in his game. He drafted Tyler Harrow. I like Chris Silva as a young guy. I don't know how much time he's gonna get, but I do like his game. He's a guy who just attacks the glass. You got um, Myers Leonard, and it says Ryan Anderson's on their roster. I thought he signed at the Hawks or something, or the not the Hawks, the uh, Raptors. I thought that happened. I guess that didn't happen. I don't know. I'm looking at Basketball Reference. Maybe that's wrong. Who cares? Anyway. Um, Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk, Deion Waiters, if Deion Waiters, I guess, is healthy now. James Johnson. You got solid role players. You got Jimmy Butler as your star. Um, I think I like this team. You know, I, like I said, I think they're going to win the division. That's not saying much. But right. 45 wins is probably all it's going to take, and I think Miami is right in that range. Maybe 47 wins, maybe 46 wins, somewhere in there. Um if Jimmy Butler doesn't blow up his third team in in a year, then they'll be fine. Yeah, no, I I agree that they're go they're also going to win the division, um, just because lack of division. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they have like you said, they have good role players. Jimmy Butler is their star power. Goran Dragic is a very serviceable second fiddle. Um, I'm looking to see if Justice Winslow finally takes like the next step, um, especially like that everybody thought he would as well. Uh, I've still kind of been waiting for it. I was always like a fan of Justice Winslow. I thought it would happen at some point already, but yeah, obviously we're still waiting for that. Um, I also like Bam Adebayo. I agree with you that he does take the next step. I really like him, and uh, it's not just because his birthday is only a day after mine. But I seriously thought that was the only reason. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is for certain players. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm really curious to see, you know, Tyler. Is, is it Harrow or Hero? I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think, I thought it was Harrow. It might be Hero. Well, either way, Tyler Hero. I'm just going to call him Hero. Um, I- I'm really excited to see him play, especially alongside guys like Dragic and Butler, uh, really you know, allowing him to get to the spots he wants to get to and get to his shots. Um, I think that'll be great for him, especially right off the bat in his rookie year. And who else better to learn from than Dion Waiters? I mean, come on. So... I think that, yeah, they win the division. I'm giving them 44 wins. 44. Okay, yeah, so we're right in the same range. Yep. Yeah, so we're right. We're right on par there. Okay. So moving on to the the very curious case of the Washington Wizards. Um, yeah, they went 32-50 and 50 last year. You talked about their very strange injuries and everything. What, how do you think they're going to finish up this year? Any, anyone else getting another butt injury? No, I think they end up trading uh, Bradley <laughs> Beal somewhere. I, and I've heard rumors, and I don't want to say rumors. I've heard some speculation that Brooklyn might make a run at trading for Bradley Beal. I really, really? I don't want that. I do not so, want to blow up our team for Bradley Beal. I was going to say, so a big three of Kyrie, Beal, Durant, 
So that means you would definitely have to trade Dinwiddie and Levert. Exactly. I don't want that. I'd rather yeah. trade. If we're going to make a trade with, with Washington, give me Admiral Schofield. I like Admiral. Give me Roy like Hachimura. It. Do not give me Bradley Beal. I do not want to blow up the team. Anyway, all right. So John Wall's presumably out for the year. He's still going to collect his $37.8 million. Good for him. Uh, Is he really out for this year, too? I thought he was out for all year. Oh, wow. He's expected to I miss the 1920 season due to his torn Achilles. And Isaiah Thomas is sidelined with a thumb injury. Oh, okay. Well, that was just the latest news. Um, Jan Mahimi, CJ Miles, Thomas Bryant, Davis Bertans, Ish Smith, Rui Hachimura, Isaiah Thomas, Mo Wagner, and everyone else. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a team that's going to win much other than unless Bradley Beal goes off for like 40 a night. Yeah. Which, hey, I, it's possible. He averaged 25 a game last year. Maybe he gets hey, up by like 30, but, you know, he's going to have to put up like a James Harden season. I mean, Isaiah Thomas could return to his Boston Celtics days, too. From three years ago? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, I remember you having that talk about having the longest view in the room. It's a pretty long yes. view you're looking at with him. Um, <laughs> to no surprise, Bradley Beal led the league in minutes per game last year, 37 minutes a game. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, it's, they have nothing. All they have is Bradley Beal. Real deal Beal, um, as he likes to be called. And one of his nicknames is Brad. Just <laughs> really going down on a limb there, basketball reference. Brad Beal. Anyway, um, I feel like Beal will get traded at some point. They're going to blow it up. I don't know what's going to happen with John Wall. The Achilles injury is a killer. Um, it sucks that it didn't happen in a basketball game. It happened in a shower. Um, right. I've never. Have you ever fell in the shower? I mean, I have. I've slipped in the shower. Yeah. You know, like getting in, it's wa- a little wet on the ground. You don't have, like, the, you know, a little mat. The mat. But yeah. I've never torn my Achilles or even, like, sprained a knee in the shower. The most I've done is gotten, like, a bruise. Yeah, I mean, I've, like, <laughs> caught myself. I've, like, banged my elbow against something. But, like, I've never had a, you know, a ruptured Achilles or torn Achilles. John, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you did that. Um, but Wasn't Rondo the one who broke his hand in the shower? It could have been. But I got to say this. I'm looking at basketball reference. I think John Wall might have the best. And don't guess it. I bet you don't know. John Wall might have the coolest nickname in all of sports. Uh, I have no idea. Optimus Dime. Okay, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is by <laughs> far the best nickname I've ever seen. I've never heard a single soul call him that. I'm I'm going on Xbox. I'm changing my gamer tag to Optimus Dime. That is amazing. I like his middle name, too. Optimus uh, Hildred. Hildred. Optimus <laughs> 2 Dime. That's going to be my gamer tag. Oh, my God. That is amazing. I, I do love that. That that's actually like a really dope nickname. I've never heard him. I've never heard anyone call him that, but I love it. Uh, uh, never. Uh, anyway, back to the Wizards. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if I had to give a win total, if they trade Beal, I'm gonna say it's twenty three wins. If they keep oh. Beal, I'll give them thirty thirty wins. Twenty eight wins. Um, okay. They won 32 games last year, and they had, and they had um, John Wall for 30 of them. Not obviously he didn't win all 30 games they played in, but you know what I mean. 
So right, right. I'm not giving them a lot of wins. They might have the number one overall pick next year. So John Wall, Lonzo Beal, Lonzo, yeah, Lamelo Ball might be in the same backcourt. Right. That I, hey, that would be pretty cool. I mean, it does suck that like that Achilles injury happens to somebody like John Wall who. You know, when I think of John Wall, I think of the other guy, the other similarities that come to mind are people like, you know, Derrick Rose, um, Russell Westbrook, you know, the guys who rely on their explosiveness. And that was definitely John Wall, especially someone who relied on his speed in general. So an Achilles injury to go on top of that. Yeah, that's that's just that's a lot of bad news. Um, Yeah. See, it's an ongoing theme with this division that I look at the roster and I'm just like, I get like a headache. I'm like, do I care about anybody on this team? <laughs> but there are a few guys, again, that, you know, I'm interested to see how they do. Like, I'm interested to see uh, Hachimura and Admiral Schofield. Uh, Phil Booth is another one. Um, uh, uh, Mo Wagner. Uh, Bertans, those are guys that you know. I'm I'm curious to see how they develop. Uh, I also think Bradley Beal gets traded. I think he gets traded to the Miami Heat to go along with Jimmy Butler. Um, just so they have the established big two, and then next offseason they go for whoever they want to go for, or 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 the Milwaukee Bucks. But yeah, that I can one see the be a Bucks little more trade, difficult. But without including Middleton, like I don't know what what trade would the Bucks make with Washington? That's the thing. That's yeah, I agree. It's a little more difficult, especially due to the fact that they don't have um, what's his name that they lost in free agency. The point guard. Uh, Bledsoe? No, was it Bledsoe? No, Bledsoe's still there. Did they lose the, Middleton from from UVA? Oh, uh, Brogdon. That's who you're talking about. Brogdon. Brogdon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, since he's not there, trade's going to be a little difficult. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the Wizards really doing all that much. They just have a bunch of player, a bunch of young guys that I'm curious to see. Uh, but other than that, I mean, and I do hope Isaiah Thomas, you know, gets back to his, you know, crazy offensive ways. I also like Ish Smith, ex-Sixer. Uh, you know, came came to Philly when we were uh, one in twenty, and he added three wins right away. <laughs> so, always have a soft spot for Ish Smith. But other than that, yeah, they're they're not going places. I think Beal gets traded, and I think this team wins a grand total of twenty five wins. All right, yeah. Again, we we kind of have similar thoughts here that they're not going to be very good. I know we're we're agreeing way too much again. I'm I'm not liking this yeah, right now. Exactly. Um, but moving on to the last but not least, Atlanta Hawks. As we were talking about, they have an exciting young core. Um, you know, it was the first year for new head coach Lloyd Pierce, ex assistant coach of the Sixers, and. They look to have a lot of promise. They had a good draft. They still have the ageless wonder of Vince Carter. What do you see going on with them for this season? I think the Hawks are going to take a big step this year. Um, I love their team. I love their core. I love their. It's young. It's young, but I think it's. You look at them as like the Eastern version of the um, Phoenix Suns. 
but okay, but different because they actually have a point guard. They have they have Trey Young. Um, <laughs> True. They have they brought in Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, who I think both have a chance to be impact rookies this year. DeAndre Hunter is going to start for them. Reddish probably should start for them too, unless they want to start Huerta and let Reddish come off the bench. Um, unless they're going to go small. They also brought in Jabari Parker. They brought in... Um, who else did they bring in? They brought in Jer- Jabari Parker. Oh, and i got to thank the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, Atlanta. You took the contract of Alan Crabb, oh, and you God. made Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant possible. So... I am now, I will consider myself, an Atlanta Hawks fan. Thank you, Atlanta. <laughs> You're forever indebted. I'm forever Atlanta. indebted to the city of Atlanta, to the Hawks <laughs> fan base. You ever need anything, guys, just give me a call. That's all. Um, they also brought in Chandler Parsons. I think they just brought in his contract. I don't think he's actually going to play for them. Um, I completely forgot he was in the league. But, you. yeah, uh-huh. I also like Bruno Fernando. I, I I know when I when I did some draft coverage with uh, Basketball Society. I mean, he was an early second round pick. Yeah, I think he's a guy. You know, he could be a guy who's just an animal on the boards. You know, he's not gonna put up a ton of points. He'll be putbacks and run, rim runs. But right, Trey Young, John Collins. Uh, I think Crab will fit well in this offense. It's it's a similar offense to what Brooklyn runs, and Crab didn't not fit with Brooklyn. It just, just made too much money and was never healthy. But you got right. your big four moving forward of Collins, Young, Reddish, and Hunter is scary to me. That's going to be, if you want to talk about a team that can and mimic what, what Golden State had, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, this probably won't happen for five years, mm-hmm. look at Atlanta. Um... And and you hate John Collins. You 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 were not a John Collins fan. I don't hate him. You disrespected him, man. All I said was I wouldn't give him a top player and a. I wouldn't trade a top player in a first round pick for it. You wouldn't trade a top player in a first round pick for a guy who went twenty and ten, at age twenty one. Not for John Collins. Man, you crazy? <laughs> he shot. 60, 76% from the three free throw line, 35% from three, 20 and 10. And you won't trade for him. Not a top player and a first-round pick. I would trade a first-round pick and, like, a mid-to-low player. So, okay, let's say so let's, uh, let's say uh, Philly goes and offers Tobias Harris and a first-round pick for John Collins. You taking it? No. Ben Simmons in a first round pick for John Collins. You taking it? Hell no. Uh, Joella, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Robert I Covington might... in a first round pick for him. Would you have taken it? Yes. Dario Sarge. Yes. So if the Nets offered Jared Allen in a first round pick for John Collins, would you do that? Hmm. Because I would. I love Jared Allen, but I would. Oh, would I, would I do that if I was the Nets? Yeah. Yes. Now you're just disrespecting Jared Allen. <laughs> but you have DeAndre Jordan now. There's, there's so. a no win for you to answer that question. Just saying. It was a like, lose-lose. Um, like, just think about that. DeAndre Jordan, John Collins, Kevin Durant, Karis LeVert, Kyrie Irving. That sounds like a title. 
I even agree with you on that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we don't need that. We don't need John Collins to beat the Sixers this year. I mean, you need him and Durant. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Let me get to a prediction. <laughs> let me get to a prediction. I think yes, that yes. the the I think the Hawks are going to make a ten win jump. Maybe even eleven. I think they might get to forty wins this year. I'm going to give them thirty nine. I'm going to go thirty nine forty three. They're going to miss the playoffs, but they're going to be like what the what the Kings were two seasons ago. Oh. Or you know what? They're going to be what the Kings were this year, thirty nine and forty three, and going in the next year. Everyone's going to be picking the Hawks to be the team that, you know, wins 48 games or 50 games. I like what the Hawks are building. I'm going to give them 39 wins. I know that's not crazy uh, in terms of, like, overall record, but it's a big jump for a team. And I I like what they're building down in Atlanta. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I I pretty much agree with almost everything you've said about the the Hawks. I I really like this team. And you said the big four of Collins, Young, Reddish, and Hunter. I would also add Kevin Herter to that. Um, Herter had some really, really good-looking games last year. Um, And especially, like, towards the end of the year when he started getting more minutes. Um, and, and especially once he cracked the starting lineup, uh, definitely as, like, a big-time shooter for the Hawks. So I, I, sh- I would definitely add him into that uh, little big four, big five kind of thing. Um, real quick, one of John Collins' nicknames is the Baptist. The Baptist. I like that. I like that. Um, but they also have a couple other guys that I like. I like DeAndre Bembry. Um, and I like... Uh, I I still like Jabari Parker. I think he I think he is good to have there. Just you know, as another hungrier you know person who's trying to prove himself. Um, so I I think that you know having him there does good for them. Um, especially because you know when we had Scoop B on, he told us how he felt slighted by his hometown team and everything. So he has more to prove. I like that, and I also like Cam Reddish. Uh, not just because he's a hometown guy, but because I I really like his skill set. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, I think they take a big jump, uh, a big jump as well. They had 29 wins last year. I say they finish with 37. So an eight-win increase. So we're close. Yeah. yeah. All right. But all right. So that is the southeastern division. I mean, for the most part, we see this division ending out as being another bleh kind of year. But, hey, you know, some of them are on the rise. Some of them are hitting that rebuild button now. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files. Make sure you check out our other division preview episodes. And make sure you check out all the articles and the new media day coverage of some of the college conferences coming soon on BasketballSocietyOnline.com. And check out the other podcasts on the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.